Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Welcome to another five minute flip. What is up, flip upon am I? Uh, it's been a while since we've done a five minute flip, and sorry if the audio's bad on this. I'm I'm in a hotel room talking into my laptop. Don't have the normal podcasting gear here. Uh, so yeah, just a couple things. One. Flipside is back. Uh, it was, it was a, a, an unintentional month off in between my last two episodes. So stay tuned. Uh, stay subscribed. A lot of more episodes and five-minute flips coming up. I just want to give a shout-out to Dr. Robert Chow Romero. Uh, that was episode 64, the last uh, full episode that I did. I really, really encourage you to listen to that. You know, we talk about some really controversial, maybe provocative things, particularly in the evangelical church, things that you might think are would, would be offensive at uh, face value. But I, I don't want to overstate this. You know, maybe I'm exaggerating or something, but I feel like Dr. Romero, his, his wisdom, he's one of the wisest people I've ever talked to. I can say that. I asked him a couple questions that I, I kind of asked in a maybe a... I don't know, you know, dramatic, sensationalist, even sort of way. And his answers were so wise. So <laughs> several times he, he gave me these answers, and I and it, it was true. It was totally true, like the truth he was giving. But it wasn't. It wasn't what you're what you're used to in the in the kind of left versus right lobbing back and forth. Felt like, man, that he's really gifted and and helping see truth um, and being objective about it. And, and, and so, man, I just, anyway, I just, I, I re-listened to it. I was, I was kind of listening to it for audio um, issues because it's the first video podcast we've done. And uh, yes, the audio mixing, I, I, I figured some things out, which will be better next time. Um, but man, re-listening to it, I just got a real appreciation for, uh, I mean, how good of an interview it was, how, how, man, just listen to it. Please listen to it. And yeah, shout out to, uh, I guess if that's the right term, to uh, YouTube, which we're, is brand new, which so is kind of fun and exciting. But, you know, there's just a handful of views on there now, just getting that started. So if you can help build that audience, uh, that would be great. Uh, check out the, you can check out the Dr. Romero interview there uh, as well. Something on my heart just in the last couple minutes on this five minute flip, um, some of this has to do with, you know, Dr. Romero's interview, he mentioned there's 2,000 scriptures that have to do with the poor and uh, the foreigner, the stranger. Man, I, I just, God has really put this on my heart. Um, I'm in Columbus, Ohio right now at a, a covenant, evangelical covenant, my denomination um, annual meeting for our, our region. And, oh man, I, I, uh, I was, I, I, so here's the thing. I don't, I don't, um, my habit is not to give money to people that ask for money. Um, and, and if you do, that's great. I, I don't. Um, but uh, there was this, this family, and I'll just, I'll just say, because it's in line with what we talked about with um, Dr. Romero, Latino, Latina uh, family. It was a mom and a dad and three kids. Um, I mean, all my kids' age. And they were sitting, not out in the road road, but um, in, in like a Walmart parking lot, kind of as you drive in. 
And I'm frank, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen a family like that sitting there holding a sign. Three kids my kid's age. I mean, my kids are 10, 8, and 4. And uh, these kids were got to be around the same age. And they were sitting, you know, and um, and the dad was holding the sign. And, and it, I just thought, you know, one, one reason I don't give money, um, I, I try to give money to organizations and I try to do relational ministry um, with folks who might be uh, without a home, um, but I, I, I'm just hesitant because of addictions, you know, drug and alcohol abuse to give cash. And um, and that's just from doing a lot of, you know, urban and street ministry over the years. But anyway, I'm thinking there's no way this this man or woman is, you know, getting this money for abusing substances. They've got three little kids. I mean, right there. And I mean, if they are, they, they, they've got bigger issues than my pay grade. And I just thought, man, I... Ah, I want, and, and, and I don't know their story, but, you know, um, just thinking about the immigration situation, thinking about the hardships that people come from when they immigrate here from Latin America, how hard and really impossible it is here to, uh, to become a citizen. Like Dr. Romero said, there's no line, there's no line to get into for the vast majority of immigrants and just thinking, man, this is a dad and a mom, the three kids, they love their kids. And, um, just, uh, my heart just broke. God just put them on my heart. And I, you know, um, I was going into Walmart to buy a couple of, of things that I needed, um, toiletries that I'd forgotten, um, for my stay here. And I uh, got some money from the ATM and, and gave it to him. And I wrote down the name of the church that, the Covenant Church here in town that we're doing some stuff with and in the name of their pastor. And I just prayed with them and I was just in tears. I'm just, I'm just weeping as I'm praying. I can't even get the words out. And I just I continue to pray. I, I, I ask you to pray for them. Um, his name was Eli. Her name was Lola. And that you would just lift their family up. I just cannot imagine what they're going through. Again, I don't know their story. I don't know if they have a place or not. Um, I told him I was from Michigan, you know, he didn't know what that was. And so it's, um, I don't get the sense they're super settled here and just, just pray for them. But my heart just thought about, sometimes I am just overwhelmed with the amount of brokenness in our world, people suffering. And, um, and, and there's, there's absolutely white privilege. There's just, there's absolutely white privilege. Um, yes, there's poor folks that are white as well. Um, but even, even they, you know, don't have to face certain obstacles that people of color do. And systemically in our nation, you know, we just have so disadvantaged blacks and, and particularly um, blacks in the South, blacks in the inner cities, you know, the urban core, um, just knowing the history of how, how blacks migrated to the North and into cities and then, and then, um, redlining and, and just the, just the draining how governments just took out the resources from those areas and and just um oh just so much there and and now with with immigration and just not we're, we're not following those 2000 verses i mean we're not we're not whew, man look i'm not a politician i'm just a pastor I mean, i'm really just a person but it is just um some of us listening, and I, and I would venture to say most of us listening, have so much money, have just so much money. 
And and let's just be real. We are. We've just we've been brainwashed by capitalism. We have just been absolutely brainwashed. Just capitalism. You know, look, I'm not I'm not I'm not vow I'm not I'm not advocating for something else. You know, communism or socialism or, or whatever. I'm I'm just saying, within capitalism, you can be insanely generous, and the and scriptures call us to that. But we have to be able to critically and honestly look at capitalism and say, it's it's. I mean, think its values are you you can never have enough money. How much you know? How much is enough? Just a little bit more, which is so in line with greed in the Bible and Jesus, you know, New Testament, Old Testament talks a ton about greed and greed is this idea that, that what you have isn't enough. There's never enough and capitalism. It's, um, what I have is mine. You know, I earned it. That's the kind of the, the American way you, 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 you earned it, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, um, kind of thing. And so I earned it. It's mine. Don't tell me what to do with my money. It's mine. I can spend it on whatever I want. Um, I just, I just, I really would ask you to go before the Holy Spirit, go before scriptures about money. There's so many. Matthew 25, look at the, look at the tail end of Matthew 25. Matthew 6, 19 to 21 about our treasure in heaven versus earth. And just so many times, Jesus just like, give your money to the poor, give your money to the poor, give your money to the poor. You know, the rich young ruler is like, I've never sinned. I followed all the commands. <laughs> Jesus says, go sell everything you have. Give your money to the poor. He doesn't say give it to the church. He says give it to the poor. And, yeah, that's that. Oh, that's not for all of us. That was just for him. He, there was something there for all of us. <laughs> Let's just say that. There's and the, the, the dude with the barns. Stores up all his stuff in barns. I mean, that's America. Oh man, when I say America, that's you. That's me. If 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 you're middle class, whatever that means, you know. I mean, we got barns, and and just like that dude, we're like, what do I do with? Like, I got more crops than I can have room for. Oh, I got an idea. I'm gonna tear down my barns. I'm gonna build bigger barns. And that that text it says. God struck him dead right then and there. He's like, eat, drink, and be merry. God strikes him dead because he did all that. And it specifically says, and was was not and, and was and was like also not generous to the poor. So I don't even I, I kind of hate it when people, well, what are you saying? We can't have nice stuff? That's the wrong question, man. Are you being generous to the poor? And are you just building bigger barns? We've got it wrong. I'm saying in the U.S. we've got it wrong. In the white suburban church, we got it wrong. Be generous with your money. Be generous with your money and not just tithing to your church. I mean, your church is great, but if you're in a white suburban church, I mean, with a bunch of middle and upper class people, that, that money's just going to serve more middle and upper class people. Your pastors, you know, I, I'm sick of hearing pastors say, making jokes about how pastors don't make a lot of money. <laughs> Get out, man. Get out. Here's the other thing. I was so I so I went to Panera for lunch. Um, you know, I'm just I, I needed a place to grab some food, and it was right in the same parking lot as the Walmart. And I'm in line with this um, black lady, who's older than me. You know, probably you know my mom's age or something. 
I don't know, maybe she's in her 60s. And she's wearing a, a Sam's Club vest. So, And she, she looks at me and says, my bones hurt. <laughs> my bones hurt. And I said, are, are you on your break? Or are, are, you, are you working today? Yeah, I'm on my break. Um, I said to her, um, well, I hope you get some rest on your break. She said, well, I, I worked I worked till three. And this was about noon. I got, I'm going, you know, I got to work till three today. And I'm, and I'm I can't wait till that shift's over. And then I got to go to my night job. I got to go to my night job. And uh, it's like, man. Um, and my eyes are still red from crying about this family. Like I just left them. And I'm like, night job, man. And she's starting to pay for her meal. She's in front of me. And the Holy Spirit was telling me to, to offer to pay for her meal. And I didn't do it. I was like, no, that'd be rude. Maybe it'd be kind of presumptuous. You know, she's in front of me. She's already like trying to get out her wallet. And, and, I, and I didn't. But, I, but the Holy Spirit did tell me to pray, offer to pray for her. And, um, and I did that. And, and after I ordered my food, we were waiting for our food. And I said, ma'am, can I pray with you? I said, I'm a pastor. And her eyes kind of lit up. And she said, well, I'm a minister too. And, um, she said, I work, I got to work these two jobs, Sam's club and then a night job. And I'm a minister and my husband, um, he's basically disabled and they have two kids that they're taking care of. And, uh, I'm going, I'm thinking, frankly, there, there was someone I had just heard crack a joke about, you know, they had wanted to be a, a, a pediatrician and, and God called them to be a pastor because of, you know, all the money pastors make. Ha, ha, ha. And, and it's not just them. I've, I've heard that's kind of a running joke amongst pastors is, you know, we do it for the money. Like, look, this lady, her name was Yolanda, if you could pray for her and her family. Um, she's busting it and she she's older. I mean, her bones hurt, you know, and she's black. Not a coincidence, friends. I mean, again, it's it's not that all black folks are in that position, but that's not a that's not a coincidence. That just there's a lot of black folks whose bones are hurting. A buddy of mine is in college. <laughs> he's he's going to class. Oh, he's at a Christian college, and he, he's black, and uh, he's working. He's like, man, I'm tired. I'm like, you don't you know, get some rest. He's like, well, I'm, I'm working nights now. <laughs> he's working from 11 to 7 at night, Monday through Thursday. Like, well, I said, when do you sleep? And he still, he works on the weekends. Um, he works on the weekends doing a social work job. I said, when do you sleep? He said, I take naps, and then I get to sleep. Um... You know, Friday nights, I get a normal night's sleep. <sighs> and then meanwhile, you know, all these white folks are going, all these white kids are in class. And I'm, I'm no different from when I was in school. And most of them, parents are paying for school. You know, yeah, some are going in debt, yada, yada, yada. But you, you're, not, you're not working the night shift and, and taking naps. I just, I just say this because I got a heavy heart right now. And 
will you will you ask the Holy Spirit? I don't care, you know, if you're black, white, Latino, Latina, Asian, Native American, wherever you're at. I, if you're listening to this podcast, you got some kind of resources because you got a you got a <laughs> computer, a phone. Um, will you just will you just ask God? Just say, God, show me how I'm missing this. And 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 for some of you, I think God wants you to give away thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to the poor. We hoard, we hoard our capital. Capitalism creates capital, and it's typically the rich getting richer. And I don't, you, there's the stats are out there. I'll butcher them here because I don't have them memorized. But I mean, basically, if you live in the U.S., you're already in the top five percent of the richest people in the world. And if you if you uh, you know make seventy thousand a year or something, you're in you're in like the top three percent of the richest people in the world. You know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing these stats. Um, I heard them recently, but we are the one percent. Okay, we are, we are the one percenters globally. And and look, money money doesn't isn't the savior, but man, it's it certainly is an idol certainly is an idol and uh, I just I just think we're getting it wrong and and there's, there's just so many people suffering out there because of not having access and opportunity not it's things are unequal inequitable when it comes to access to playing the capitalist capitalism game Capitalism is like the game of Monopoly, but in Monopoly, everybody starts with the same amount of money. You get $500, and then you start the game. No, not not capitalism in the U.S., you know. And if you're, you... Some start with zero, and some start with a million. And then we say, let's go play Monopoly. And, 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 and if you... And then we were sh then we're like, oh, who's gonna win? <laughs> Who can buy all the hotels? Who can buy all the houses and then charge rent? And it's 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 drastically weighted towards white folks. Why do why don't we just be real? Why don't we just talk about what's true? <laughs> can we? Can Christians just talk about what's true? It's probably in the Bible somewhere. Telling the truth. Jesus, Jesus, we need you. Jesus, the the um, those that don't have financial means to just provide for themselves, God, they're suffering, they're struggling, they need you. Um, pray for Yolanda and her family. I pray you would um, give them strength and uh, healing provision and encouragement i pray for eli and lola god you know their whole story i pray for your shalom in their lives i pray for your provision i pray for love i pray that they would see miracles they would just see you tangibly god they would they would, they would know you and follow you. They would see you. They would even just see supernatural um, 
expressions of your provision. God, I pray you'd raise up the church. I pray you'd raise up the church to um, uh, to be broken before you, God, to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, will you convict us? Will you bring revival? Would our lives align Jesus with your life? Would our lives look like yours? Amongst the poor, amongst the lepers, amongst the prostitutes and the tax collectors and just the Roman centurion. God, just you hit them all. And we would allow your scriptures to convict us of our sin, our individual sin and our systemic sins, our blindness, our spiritual blindness, and how money has blinded us and how capitalism has blinded us. Jesus. I just ask you, you would, you would, even now, just for listeners that are listening, might just take a moment and allow you to speak to their hearts. Allow, open their eyes up. To see that this world is is bigger than them. Your kingdom is bigger than them. Um, God, um, We can't fix it, but we lo we lament it, and we We are not okay with it. We are not okay with it. Jesus. God, you would you would use us as just little little vessels of light. Your church has always been small. It's always been small. Up against so much darkness. But we'd be encouraged by that. We'd be encouraged that you, you've always worked in the small ways. Mustard seeds. And yeast. Yeast and dough. Mustard seed is small. The church in the first century was so small. God, but you're so big. Your power is so big. And we just... I just pray for each listener that, that, that each of us would make ourselves available to you. Would, would just open our, 
open our hands, open up our hands to you. We would open up our schedules to you. We would open up our, our wallets, our bank accounts, our savings, our investments, our mutual funds, our retirement, our 401k. We would open it all up to you. Holy Spirit, that you would you would open up our eyes. And we would be humble before you. To be your body, to be to be your body, to be the body of Jesus. That when people see us, when they see the church, they would see your body. Yes, Lord, thank you. Amen. Whew. There you go. I just, yeah, just had stuff I needed to share. So we're not doing a, we're not doing any closing, any goofy, <laughs> any goofy flip side antics. No closing music. Thanks for listening and uh, blessings to you. May you, may you know, may you know uh, the love of the Father, that you are his son, you are his daughter, that Jesus has paid it all. All to him we owe, um, but he paid it all. There's nothing left to owe. <laughs> um, he loves you. He loves you so much. Amen.